Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to Melchester Odyssey again, of course. Uh, It's that time of the week. Uh, I have in my right hand, Sam, uh, the 1st of October 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Every Monday, it says, at the top and right at the very top, there is a very tantalising bit of information. It says super crispy competition inside. Crispy spelt C-R-I-S-P-I. I've no uh, idea what that could be. I can't I don't work know whether that out. It's a combination of a, a crisp snack and the uh, mathematical symbol pie. <laughs> I don't know whether or they're crisp. in that shape. Uh, what about, it's is it a brand pie? name? It sounds like it might be some it's sort of cereal name, bar. We can look at it later on because I've got the the page in question I've sent over yeah, to you. Yeah, usually you do this as a test at the beginning. You tell me what's written on the cover, and it's always a bit cryptic. Like it'll go, pull out Luton Town Star inside, yeah. and then I, I have to guess. guess. But this is different. This is tough. So I'm guessing it's a cereal bar. They've done a commercial deal with them, and they say we've got a hundred yeah. cereal bars to fucking give away. Just right yeah. into this address. We'll have a close look. It's something for you to stay tuned into later on mm. because we will get round to it, hopefully, if we don't get too distracted because you know what we're like. Uh, the Roy of the Rovers story is on the front cover this week again and it begins by telling us Roy Racer's move from Melchester Rovers to Walford had brought many problems, including a clash with his wife Penny who had refused to move house. Now... As Walford ran out for a home match against Melborough, an old rival, the manager of Melborough, was determined to add to Roy's troubles. Now, this is that cunt, Andy Jackson, manager of Melborough. We've, we've encountered yeah. him briefly in the past. Yeah, he renowned is cunt. What would be the um, the closest example of him? In Who's that fat bastard that used to manage Gillingham? Was he called Steve... Oh, know. what's his name? You must know. He's, I think he's a Scottish guy. I'm going to have to Google him. It's not Steve Clark, because obviously he's a Scotland manager. Steve Evans. Right. Steve Evans, he's managed at all kinds of clubs in the lower leagues. Um, and he's just a, a narky fucker. I think he managed at Leeds United briefly for a while. Very briefly. He did. Yeah. He was there at Leeds United when they were down in... It might be when they were still down in League One. He lasted for 38 games. Uh, won 14, drew, drew 12, lost 12. Obviously not enough. He's managed at Boston United, Crawley Town, Rotherham, Mansfield, Peterborough, Gillingham. He's now at Stevenage. And is he standard gobshite lower league journeyman? And I think that's that's who Andy... He pretty bases himself on Andy King. Yeah. And Andy King is there addressing the Melbourne fans. And he said, come on, you Melbourne fans. Tell me the name of the team that's going to win this game. 
very strange <laughs> thing to shout at a crowd. I mean, it's very wordy. It's not what well, I think is that instruction to a crowd. When, when if you ever do shout at a crowd, I mean, I've never been in a situation. Have you ever been at Sunderland? You know, like are you are you enough of a Sunderland dignitary yet that they've ever invited you onto the pitch and given you a microphone? No, I did the race around the perimeter of the pitch. I remember that. I tripped my son over. But I that's remember the closest that. I've got. And I I've always never... think, you know, obviously the the benchmark is, of course, Delia Smith for, like, cringy mm. things. But I think it's very hard whenever anyone is on the mic. I always feel for the match day geezer at, at West Ham because he does a decent job, actually. I, I sometimes get there early and I listen to him trying to get spirit up. But no one's really listening, are they? Yeah. It's really hard to ride a crowd up. But what I would say is that if you're going to do it, keep it punchy and brief. But if you if you go back through what he's saying to me, he stood there, come on, you Melbourne mm. fans, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, you'd say, come on, Melbourne, maybe. Actually, on is in bold. So he's kind of saying, come on, come on you Melbourne fans. fans. And then he goes back to bold. Tell me the name of the team that's going to win this game. Uh, what he means Mel is, Mel yeah, who's going to win? In fact, the easiest thing is you turn up and you just start going Melbra, Melbra, and clapping your hands, yeah. and that's it. I mean, none of them are going to say, "Well, I, I don't know. I think perhaps it'll be. I'd be happy with a point." Yeah. Um, no, they're all they're all whipped up into a frenzy, shouting Melbra, Melbra. Um, the West Ham announcer, is he someone famous? Does he do other things? Or is it just mm, I've got a feeling he might be a, po- a podcaster. I'm, right. I'm just going to check. I think that he might be... I mean, there is a podcast that people often mention when they tweet us. Mm. I don't know whether they're trying to antagonise us or not because it's about retro football from the 90s. All right. But, of course, we're not about that, so I don't know why people turn our attention to it. In fact, well, I, mean, I might start listening are. to it. Te- Technically, we are, but we just got a bit sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be, is it the, you know, the Quickly Kevin one, which is about 90s football? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he might be on that, but I'm not sure. Because the Sunderland announcer, the the new one we've got recently, is a a podcaster. Um, But before that, it was our good friend Frankie from Frankie and the Heartstrings and Pop Rex. He was doing the announcing at the Stadium of Light. But now he does the uh, in-house TV coverage, so he's uh, he's been promoted. Um. So would yeah, would you um would you take a job like that? I mean, obviously you don't need no. to because you live in no. I don't think rarefied circumstances as Britain's top podcast. You don't require no, work. Just but impinge on your back day, in the day, you could you have seen it? Oh, I mean, if somebody had sent a. 12 year old me would you like that job I'd have chopped my arm off for it oh yeah but I mean now you know, I'd have, I'd have been much better at it when it? I was 12 as well because I'd have been like naturally extremely <laughs> excited whereas yeah. now I'd just be like grumpy and jaded here yeah. they are again same yeah. same same place different same badge different cunts yeah that's <laughs> us fucking jaded is our watchword uh, uh, you'd be double if you think we're jaded on this you should hear us at our respective football clubs on a Saturday. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's yeah, where we there we go. Why do we, fu- why do we put ourselves through it? <clears throat> Man, the fucking money I've just shelled out. Yeah, you know how much my kid's Coca-Cola cost out in the fucking concourse? It's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. 
I could be at home watching the A-team. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy, what's he called? Andy Jackson is winding up the fans. And then after he's got that response from them, he shouts at fucking Roy. Roy's on the pitch warming up because obviously he's playing and, and his fucking Jackson's just the manager. And he's shouting at Roy with his fist clenched and he's shaking his fist at him, shouting, mm. hear that, Rice? My lads are still gunning for you even though you've sneaked away from Melchester. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weasel. Roy looks well shifty as well, doesn't he? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, he spotted me. I was hoping he'd leave me alone. <laughs> I'll, I'll run, run 10 yards further in field, pretend I can't hear him. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, mate. I can't hear you. Catch up after the big, game, yeah? Big crowd in today, yeah? Yeah. Roy makes that, get that, um, that sign you make where you mean have a bevy later, where you move your yeah. hand as if it's a, there's a drink in it. Like, yeah, bevy after the game. And he points at the tunnel. Bevy later, maybe. Yeah, all right. <laughs> fucking hell I'll slip Bit out busy. the fucking bat way before he spots Bit me busy. got warming up to do yeah I still play you see not like you you fat con <laughs> oh nothing nothing o- only just joking. talking to myself just a bit of banter <laughs> <laughs> fat con F- I fucking hate that fat bastard I'm, I'm fucking gonna get out through the back door as soon as this gets soon as I have the final whistle <laughs> in fact you know what I'm gonna sob myself 20 minutes early so I can get away without having to talk to him I've been dragging this team along for fucking weeks, but I've got to go double hard on them today. <laughs> Cannot lose this one. And one of the, one of the fan chats, at a boy, Andy. Fucking at a boy. boy. Uh, and Roy's um, warming up there. It's a shot that gets tipped over the bar by his keeper. And he's thinking, Andy Jackson's regarding this game as a kind of local derby. It's as if I'm still back at Melchester. <laughs> fucking Andy Jackson. Andy Jackson. Andy Jackson. I can't get his fucking name out of my head. <laughs> Everything keeps coming back to fucking Melchester time and time again. But there we go over the page. Continued from front cover. And we get a close-up of Roy looking fucking thoughtful. Slightly worried. And then he's thinking, and next week I will be back there playing against my old club in a league match. But Jackson wants first bite at us. <laughs> Jackson wants first bite. These days, um, if, if if this character existed in a comic today, there'd be much more of a mental health angle to this whole fucking thing. Because yeah. we said this recently, Roy is the golden boy of English football. And I suppose you could say, oh, well, this is a particular tough time because he's having to adapt to a new club. But fuck me, this bloke is always one and I'm not judging him for it I'm not saying mm. oh he should lighten up but it's just an observation he's never not super stressed about shit yeah of course all yeah, the time no matter what's happening I've never seen him in all of the the only time I've seen him happy that I can think of in all the years we've been doing this right was mm. at the fucking royal wedding Right, where he turned <laughs> it was a day up, off, wasn't it? Bank he turned up a penny. He had a day off, and he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't a dignitary. He was just stood there with all the other fucking idiots yeah. just on on the mow. Yeah, and he was there, and he was fucking beaming from here to here. He was so excited, wasn't he? But he, other than that, even when his kids were born, he just looked stressed all the time. The only other time I think when he was happy was when they had the gala luncheon when Jeff Giles was being. That sold. was the first one we did. <laughs> Ah, fucking delighted to see the back of him. This will hopefully herald a whole new dawn of a golden era at Melchester and for and me. All of the tuxedos on. 
And it turned out shit. From that day onwards, things have been going downhill, not up. Maybe I should have never got rid of that old cunt in the first place. And then he brought in fucking granddad Nat Gosden to replace yeah. him, and even all the cunt. But the I thing is, know. if you remember, straight straight after the uh, gala dinner, him mm. and um, Blackie hit the feathers and had a massive one on the yeah. beak and the yeah. hit and the booze. And it's almost like that triggered a spell where his like behaviour's just been. It's almost like so. he's been he's been waiting for someone to intervene. He's been pushing it further and further, further yeah. waiting for someone like an employer or for Penny to go. Enough's enough. But yeah. no one sets boundaries for Roy. That's his problem. Well, he knew what he was doing. That that gala event could have been a dinner. It could have been the evening. But no, it kicked off at lunchtime. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. We'll be in the fe- blackie. Trust me. We'll yeah. have speeches done by five and we'll be in the feathers by six. No fucking problem. <laughs> and that's when the real party begins. Don't tell any cunt. Apart from Paco, if he wants to come, he's pretty sound. Especially when things get later and we need to get some fatty involved. He always knows <laughs> he a number. Calls. Yeah. Paco will get his hands on all kinds. <laughs> he's worth having around in a crisis. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Melbourne's having first bite. Andy Jackson... And they kick off the match. Roy kicks off. Uh, some fucker in the crowd shouts, "They're away!" <laughs> you never invariably do. Uh, Roy's still thinking about what's going to happen here. He's thinking uh, uh, his players will be out to steal Melchester's limelight by beating us today. They'll come at us like a pack of wolves. <laughs> uh, it says Roy was right, and they do indeed. Uh, Roy's teammate, who's in number seven shirt, is, is immediately dispossessed. Um. And in the crowd, there's a shout of, Melbourne ball, they're on the attack already. Oof. Shouts the Mel- the Walford player. Walford can't hold them. Melbra, Melbra. Melbra knocking it around beautifully. Lovely fucking square balls threading their way through the entire Walford team. Um, Lovely one, two. Jackson's boys are about to take the lead. As one of the players, the through ball into the box. And there's a Melbourne player running in from the left-hand side into the penalty area. But no, who's this with a sliding tackle on the edge of his own box? It's number nine, it's Roy Race. And it's going to be one of those where he does everything. It's like Brian Robson used to do for Manchester United. Box yeah. to box. Just have to fucking take over. Yeah. Beckham yeah, Rice is like that, that, mate. Unbelievable some days. We just sort of like, he just yeah. thinks, God, this is shit. I think I might just win this. Yeah. <laughs> someone's got to do something here you might as well yeah. be me uh, famous last words Roy he's knocked the ball back to the keeper but uh, he slid in kind of from the side and the Melbourne player's gone over uh, how's that ref shouts a Melbourne player appealing for a penalty ah as the player goes down good grief Burrow are appealing for a penalty Roy's face there he thinks he's conceded a penalty. Oh, fuck me. What the fuck? I'm not a fucking defender. I don't know what I'm doing. Proper straight tackle, it. isn't it? Ref, I'm f- Roy fucking race. You don't give penalties against me. Well, that's the thing. Um, there's something a bit later on. We'll just do it to get to it, where it looks like he's going to get booked. And it's like, that's a big thing. Getting getting booked used to be a big thing back yeah, then. Yeah, certain players were above it. I mean, Bobby Charlton never got booked. Lineker never career. got booked. Lineker never got booked once. Yeah. yeah. Um, every every cunt gets booked now. 
Yeah. Don't they? You'd be, be, be embarrassing to have not been booked. I mean, managers yeah. might go, this is a bit weird. Why aren't you ever getting booked? What's the matter with you? Mm. You're not getting stuck in. Yeah. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. So uh, the ref's given the pen. And the Melbourne player's got a big grin on his face. He's clearly won the penalty there. He's loving it, um, isn't he? Yeah. So is his You pal, know what he looks smiling. like? He, he looks like, not everyone will get this unless they listen to all the pods, but he looks like he's doing the old, uh, imagine if Sam Fox was here now. Oh, yeah. He is, isn't he? Good, good he's, he's, stance he's, he's got of, there. He's got a big sort of almost orgasmic grin on his face and he's humping yeah. the grass. Better hump the turf. So uh, it says... The ref's given it. That's the second penalty Roy's given away this season. Roy says, oh, no. <laughs> you must be joking, ref, says Roy's teammate. Watch it, lad, says the referee. <laughs> oh, really strict. He says, you should have been watching it. The player took a dive. Roy never touched him. It was never a penalty. And then oh, out comes the book. <laughs> it's a booking right, for Right, no, that's very disrespectful. Descent. Descent. <laughs> uh, and the ref says, don't say I didn't warn you. And uh, Roy pulls the player away and says, you idiot, you should know better than arguing with the ref. Even though it was a crazy decision, he thinks. Hmm. You can't book me for thinking stuff, cunt. Um, Melborough made no mistake with the spot kick. Bam. Back of the net. 1-0. Hooray. And the Walford came. I don't know who he is. Um, we haven't really got to grips with any of these players nah I need the club can just Joe Bellamy yeah uh, and sure enough in the next frame here he comes uh, Walford's former captain Joe Bellamy was no friend of Roy's hmm. uh, freaking Bellamy's shaking his fist as well what a shambles you might as well be on their side race fuck they're fucking balls on this fucker why doesn't he drop Joe Bellamy yeah you would barrel him out of the club him. transfer list him fucking get rid cancel his contract sack him and Roy, Roy just says, now look here, Bellamy, I, I, says, as Roy was about to answer back, he's got his fucking hand on his head, he's bewildered, and he thinks steady for Pete's sake. Andy Jackson would love it if we started squabbling amongst ourselves. I've got to stay cool. And speaking of cool, there's a cool looking brunette in the, uh, in the crowd who we see. And she's got some blue eyeshadow, a bit like mm. uh, Anietta. From Abba. Oh, I've got Anietta on the mind. For the winner takes it all. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Uh, slightly triggering. Do you like a nice blue eyeshadow? I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I know what you um, mean. And it says, as the game continued, and, and Penny's... It's Penny, obviously. She's uh, she's thinking to herself, Now, Roy, straight back at them. Wipe that grin off Andy Jackson's face. <laughs> Fat fucking cunt. <laughs> Uh, she's got her hair done like one of the members of the faces. <laughs> yeah. She's got when you turn the back page, she's got a fucking head done like Roy Race. <laughs> <laughs> we turn over, we get a close up of her. She's like matching him. God. We go to the uh, same barber. Yeah. <laughs> Roy arranged Roy- a two for one. I don't want to go there, but Roy insists. He says it's I like assist- it when he insists on things. Is it that? You're gonna get your hair done here from now on. And I've told them, I don't want to fuck around and spend ages here getting all the full set and collar done. Just do it exactly like mine. It's quicker and simpler. I've already briefed them. There's a machine they've got. They just lower it over your head, press a button, three minutes later, out you come. 
the Roy Racer Fire. <laughs> but Roy, I don't want a hairstyle like yours. Do it. Everyone wants a fucking hairstyle like mine. <laughs> yes, Think Roy. yourself lucky. Sorry, We're Roy. getting forty percent off for this. <laughs> It says, Roy had no idea his wife had smuggled herself into Walford Stadium. How'd she do that in the fucking kid basket? <laughs> she didn't smuggle herself in, just fucking... Like fucking toe-to-toe toe. Yeah. She'd gone dressed as Trevor Brinsden. Um, Mate, toe-to-toe is also a good deep dive. Just thought of that. What is? Toe-to-toe toe. Wind in the yes. willows. Yes. Put it on the list. Fucking bunch of cants. Yeah. And that big jalopy. Yeah. Uh, show them that you're still the king in inverted commas she thinks you're my king Roy um, suddenly cross comes in from the left hand side far post ball he's looking for Alan Shields <laughs> Alan Shields I love that name so much uh, is it Roy putting the cross in of course it is of course it is looking for Alan Shields and um, the keeper's coming for it two defenders are in, in, in two minds but whether to go for it it's it's in an area where no one's really sure about claiming it uh, it, it says uh, the fan says it's slicing back heading for the top corner and the, the keeper says oh no it's going to spin over me and it does Roy looks like he's putting a cross in of course not he's doing this all himself he's put some spin on it bit of bend and it's gone right over the top, straight into the back of the net. Um, 1-1. Roy runs back to the centre circle. His, his teammates are all celebrating. One of them's actually leaped into the air, both feet off the ground. His arms outstretched like a fucking child. Um, like a child on Christmas Day. <laughs> and, um, yippee! Yeah, it's a yippee, a yippee leap. Uh, but Roy is just stern-faced and he's staring at uh, Jackson as he runs oh, back yeah. to the centre circle. Have that, have Jackson. That. He thinks, what about that then, Jackson? Walford's the name of the team that's going to win this game, <laughs> in reference to your earlier yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, your earlier fucking bizarre outburst at your own fans. <laughs> fucking, I tell you what, if you want to fucking make it this game, first thing you need to do is learn how to fucking speak properly, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my talking on the pitch as always <laughs> and uh, then someone says I've never seen Roy look so angry and he does look angry look at him yeah. fist fist, right fist clenched uh, furious slightly reddened in f- of face if he doesn't watch it he could get himself booked and of course that is the worst thing as we've seen don't want to get yeah. booked do you remember, like, when uh, Kevin Moran got sent off in the 1985 FA Cup final, wasn't it, yeah. for United? That was yeah. the first time someone had been sent off in an FA Cup final. It was, and it it was, was national sh- shame, wasn't it? It was huge news. It was yeah. massive. It was, like, front-page story. People, it was like, like anyone... shot the Queen, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like you'd gone on the Royal Variety Show and had a wank. <laughs> I've thought, Your Majesty... <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> he tried to wank off Tarby live on TV. He unscripted. Did what? In the cup final? What? <laughs> it was, people can believe it. And, like, it comes up sometimes. I was at my mates the other day. We we're all, you know, lads of the same age. So we were all, like, you know, I guess in 1985, we were all 10. And when it gets brought up, someone goes, yeah, someone says the 1985 cup final. Everyone. In sync, says Kevin Moran. Kevin and Moran. that doesn't say anything else, but just sort of looks down, sort of looking like, bit like really sad. Yeah. 
Because even if you, know, you weren't like, a United fan, you were like, it, it was sh- it, it brought shame upon all of us. Yeah, it did. Do you know, like, when um, Zamo was found with the heroin, or yeah. like when a big character dies on EastEnders at the end of the episode, they yeah. don't have the theme music, they'll just have, like, silence boom, as the boom. credits roll. Yeah. Uh, or, or in the Zamo case, it was just a yeah. noise, wasn't it? Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And I think the highlights of that that night's cup final highlights, they just didn't have any end music at the no end. No commentary either. No, just, <laughs> Jimmy Hill just said, today is one of the saddest days in the history of the FA Cup final. A black final. day and, in oh, the yeah. history of English football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he wouldn't even have said goodnight, he would have just looked at the ground or something, and the credits would have slowly Wiped rolled away in silence. away a single tear. It was like <laughs> Diana dying. It was up there. But I tell you what, if you think about the most dramatic of ascendings off, almost not as bad, but almost as bad was one year later when Ray Wilkins got sent off for chucking the ball at the ref against Morocco. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. That was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Like of all people, him as well, who's like, I mean, he wasn't the captain, but he was, he had been England captain many times. He was pure captain figure, wasn't he? Ray Wilkins. Mm. He was like, Mm. like a Roy, the Rovers type guy in a way. He was like, Mr. Fucking Football. It was like England almost withdrew from the tournament in shame. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we must happened. have thought about it. Yeah, must have thought about just withdrawing. Bobby Robson must have been like, I can't believe this has happened. Yeah, and I We're think it did haunt. I think it did haunt Ray Wilkins for the rest I of his days. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. genuinely. Because it was massive. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now people get sent off. It's like you fucking forget about it the next day, yeah. don't you? You ban next game. Sit on a touchline. It'll be all right. You'll be back. Mind you, Aaron Cresswell co- got sent off in two consecutive games in the Europa League for West Ham. And it was really mad because in both cases, they were definite red cards and they were both avoidable. Yeah. Right. So it was basically he got caught out, caught out of position. He was isolated against the striker. Yeah. And both times he just panicked, thought, fuck it, I'll just foul him <laughs> really obviously <laughs> and hope that the ref just gives me a yellow. But it was, it, you know, so he got sent off in the first game but then we managed to get through anyway and in the very next game in the next round it happened again right and then it was like now there are I mean I really like him but it was daft and some West Ham fans really really such overreaction amongst football fans like they hate him now like there's (laughs) there's a huge amount of hatred towards him I mean it is pretty mad getting sent off in two games running in the same tournament isn't it yeah yeah Looking at the Kevin Moran Wikipedia, it says, uh, Moran is notable for having been sent off in the 1985 Cup Final against Everton, the first player ever to be sent off in an FA Cup Final. TV cameras revealed he had gone for the ball and not for Peter Reid in the offending tackle. So it was was unfair as well. Of course he hadn't gone for Peter Reid. Who'd foul Peter Reid? That's ridiculous. And then it says afterwards, it says, he was later presented with the winner's medal that had first been withheld. So oh. he didn't even get to go up and get the medal. He was in disgrace. That could have ruined his life. Maybe it did. What? Um, oh, I mean, they must surely since 1985 have been other red cards in cup finals, but I can't remember any of them. No, it was the first one. No, I know, first but since one. then. Oh, since then? Yeah, I don't know. Like now it happens, and you're like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But then again, no one watches the cup final anymore. But when yeah, it happened, yeah, it was a, it was such a bad time for the country. <laughs> Maybe that's I mean, we had only just got over the Falklands, you know, and then that. Yeah. 
six players have been sent off in the FA Cup final. That's not many, is it? When you think about it. No, but he was the first. So, like, yeah, Moran, so five since then. Five. Hmm. Jose Antonio Reyes, 2005, against Manchester United. So 20 Moran years did. it took for the next camp. Yeah, yeah. Zabaleta, 2013, against Wigan. Hmm. Which, of course, Wigan won that one. Chris Smalling, 2016. No idea. No idea. Victor Moses, 2017. Nope. Can't remember that either. Uh... Kovacic, Chelsea, 2020. Apparently that's the most recent one. No recollection of any of those send-ins off. No No recollection of any of those cup finals. It's all the same. Can you name a cup final? I can't name a cup final after two, about what, 98, 99? Not really. About then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can't go back. Um, So that's the end of that one. And it says uh, next week, Someone is saying that must be one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. I wonder who will score that. Yeah, Roy's like, we'll, see. we'll leave that as a mystery. See if you can solve it, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's at a 10 for that one. Nine. I liked it. Yeah. I yeah, liked the psychodrama with Andy Jackson. Yeah, lots of action and good to see uh, Andy, Andy Jackson back again. Um, quickly look at the crispy competition, mm. whatever it was called. It's Roy the Rovers and the makers of Crispy Snacks, um, which are five pence, apparently, it says, in the dot above the eye of Crispy. The competition prizes are Action Force Combat Kits. Uh, I love Action, action Force. Force. Mate, I think I had something like this, a, a, an Action Force right. Combat Base. I've got it yep. as my main Christmas present one year. Okay. With a helicopter yep. pad on the roof of it. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, the one. Action Force play set, a Z-Force Jeep and a Shadow Track. Action Force so, was brilliant. If anyone else played with Action Force, please get in touch so we can have Action Force chat. <laughs> right. It was just... It was, they were like Star Wars okay. figures, but right. like Star Wars was going through an off period because Return of the Jedi had been out and whatever. Yeah. And uh, and these, these, yeah, these were just like fucking really awesome soldiers. Yeah. But you know, like you used to collect army men, but they were you couldn't move them because they were on plastic bases. You know those yeah. guns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them. I even got some for Len when he was young, and that was quite yeah, good fun. Them for a quid, can't you? But, but yeah. yeah, what can you do with them, really? Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're static. But these ones mm. were like Star Wars figures. In fact, they had more joints, so they could like, right. their elbows could move and that. And they had loads okay. of gear, and you just set up huge fucking fights and wars. It was brilliant. Yeah, but maybe we'll do a deep dive into Action Force history okay. box. Um, and there are 500 special boxes of crispy snacks for the runners-up. Each box contains 20 various packs from the crispy snacks range. They're going in hard with this thing. Uh, it says, and to- Kids, do you, you like crisps and toys? Then you'll love this. You'll enjoy munching into the new action-packed crispy snacks. Crispy cheesies and crispy crunchies are a great munch mm. and go easy on the pocket money too. They're cheap. Lovely. And they will fill your guts. And we'll <laughs> give you some fucking toys of soldiers with guns and in all. In a various range of flavours. And all you have to do is find a word in a word search thing. There you go. So that's the crispy snacks thing. That's it from this one. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more. God knows what the competition will be next week. Um, but we'll find out. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.